Hello, amigos and amigas, and welcome back to another episode of A Toda Madre, the podcast with your girl, tu amiga, the very well-known by you and me, Sylvia Brands. Um, welcome back, guys. We're here. We're doing another episode. We're staying consistent and we're showing ourselves self-discipline. Hey, that's right. Um, so yeah, just wanted to start this episode with giving myself a little bit of self-love and self-celebration because I'm being consistent. I am showing up. I am disciplining myself in the fact that this is the kind of consistency I want to see. So there you go. The work is consistent, y'all. There's not an end cap. I am being completely transparent about that. Now, let's dive right in really fast to the episode we have for today. Um, I'm actually really excited about this episode specifically because people, and by people I mean amigas, have been hitting me up about this topic specifically in regular conversation. So they're like, hey, Sylvia, did you ever deal with this, this, and this? Or hey, Sylvia, did you ever deal with X, Y, and Z? And more specifically, a really good friend of mine who is a complete boss babe. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I, I didn't ask if I could talk about her specifically before I recorded this. So we're just going to leave it at really great boss babe. Um, she asked me, she was like, hey, do you get help with Charlie? Like, is there somebody there to help you so that you can get work done? And without flinching, I was like, 100% yes. 100% yes. 100% yes. Um, and I know that you know that I know that we know that there's still a lot of stigma around that. That there's still a lot of stigma around asking for help. And furthermore, with kids, having someone else help you with them. And not only is it like a big stigma of one, asking for help, but two, then like mom guilt sets in. And I'm going to be un unpacking this in like different levels because it's such a big situation to navigate. But first and foremost, the big thing, the whole title of this episode is asking for help in a time when you are feeling overwhelmed. And I know a lot of us in your head are like, oh my God, that's all the time. Okay, now let's break that down. Why is it all the time? And this is not me shaming you or discrediting you or belittling, belittling your feelings and thoughts. Absolutely not. Because you're allowed to feel how you want to feel. Literally my mantra of life. But I want you to know that there's something bigger at play that we just haven't uncovered yet. Sorry, that was dinging from my phone. But with that being said, I want you to know asking for help in a time when you are feeling really overwhelmed. That first part, asking for help, I want you to know that in most cases, in most cultures, in most families, and in most situations, You've never purposely been taught how to ask for help. You've been told time and time again in 
educational rooms, like when you went to school and you needed to learn how to figure out a certain math problem, your teacher said time and time again, ask for help, ask for help. But again, we've by by that age, we already felt like super shamed about asking for help because we had already been hardwired to believe that we don't do it. Right? So I want to start there. I want you to know and find freedom in the fact that we have never actually been taught how to ask for help. So we don't even know what that looks like. And only as an adult and in the beginning of adulthood have we ever had to learn how to ask for help, how to ask to do something. And I think for a lot of us, that situation comes up with like um, scholarships, FAFSA, um, learning to drive, etc. But at the same time, even with learning how to drive, I remember I had no interest in learning how to drive. I was the happiest clam being a passenger for the rest of my life. I was cool with it until my dad's like, you're going to learn how to drive today because like you're going to go past your driver's license test in a couple hours because he was just like done driving me to school. He just like made the decision from one day to the next. And he was like, yeah, you go and drive. You go and do it. And I was like, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Um, Cue the anxiety level a thousand, please. And thank you. And that's the truth. So again, small example, but I'm pretty sure that everyone here can give a similar situation. So now another thing to think about when we're small, we're taught how to do things. We're taught how to tie our shoes. We're taught how to get dressed, etc. But I remember a lot of times that people would quickly lose patience. And instead of letting you do your thing or helping you, they would just do it for you. So again, we've never been given the opportunity or literally that space to say, hey, can you help me figure this out? And as we kept growing, so did the feeling of not wanting to be a burden or an inconvenience, right? Like we just sat in that all the time. Like, and again, it got hardwired into us like one way or another. It was always like, okay, like don't be an inconvenience. Don't ask for things when you go to people's houses or like don't ask anything. Don't ask your tia for anything. Like you already ate, blah, 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 blah. Um, don't be a burden. Don't be an inconvenience. If somebody offers you something and you really want it, say no, thank you. Because again, we never wanted to look some type of way. Again, we never want to look some type of way that we don't know or it was impolite, etc. And again, these thoughts, these feelings got amplified and they just, again, were hardwiring into this belief. It's more evidence into this belief that we don't ask for help. We just don't do it. We don't. It's just you, 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 you don't go there, right? Um, and then adulthood comes and it's like solid as stone, clear as day. We don't do it. And then all of a sudden we reach this level of adulthood 
and it's like, yeah, you know, um, Sylvia, you're, you're just going to have to like learn how to delegate. Yeah, Sylvia, just let us know when you need help, but you have to articulate that. So if you need help with something, just let us know. Um, what else? Oh, you're, you're going to, you, and then along with that saying no, because sometimes when you need help, you need to say no in order to receive that help. You have to say, oh, I don't know how to do this. Do you know how to do this? No. You have to answer no sometimes in order to say like, I need help. And even that is scary saying no. Why? Because again, growing up and those belief systems in certain households and certain cultures, you said yes. And you did it without flinching because if you didn't, it is a malagradecida. You're ungrateful. You're rude. You're selfish. You're only thinking about yourself. And again, so learning how to delegate, letting someone know that you need the help, literally saying no to someone. And also, we don't know how to set a boundary. We literally don't know how to say, this is the limit. This is the limit. I can't take any more. And the reason why I'm bringing up all of those four areas too is because it all is kind of like a package deal. Like you can't have one without being able to do the other. Unless you're just like really good at saying no before you have to set the boundary and everything else, or you're just really good at avoiding. You're just like avoid, 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 avoid. So that I don't have to say no. I don't have to ask for help. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do the other. And if you're out there and you're listening to this, like, Wow, you got some skills. You got some skills. I'll I'll give you a hand clap. But I also think that must be eating you up inside just a little bit. Just a little bit. So we're going to navigate all of this. We're going to we're going to unpack it little by little because I know I just dropped several little I don't want to even say gems. I want to I've dropped several heavy rocks excuse me, and we're going to begin the climb. So, but again, this topic is asking for help in a time when you are feeling overwhelmed. Now, a lot of times one would agree that they're always feeling overwhelmed, that that's just a constant feeling we have. And as women, I believe you, I really strongly, wholeheartedly believe you that you feel overwhelmed a lot of the time. And you want to know why I believe you? Because we do try to do everything for everyone without breaking a sweat, even though on the inside, we are just internally sobbing. And we like to slap on saying that we're feeling overwhelmed without actually identifying why we feel the overwhelm. I know. I know. We feel overwhelmed 
But because it's so strong and so many things are coming at us at once, we can't even pinpoint sometimes what the overwhelm is stemming from. Because a lot of times overwhelm actually means or we play it out in, more importantly, we shut down, we bottle it up, we get super angry about a super small thing, we get frustrated, etc. That's That's how overwhelm plays out, right, for most of us. But we never take the time to actually identify what the overwhelm actually is. But we have to label it in order to identify it. So for example, if you're just like, oh my gosh, I have too much on my plate. I'm literally like full-time mom, full-time business owner. You know what? I'll use that my own self as my own example. Um, I was working my job as a speech therapist. I was running at Toda Madre. I obviously don't stop momming. I don't stop being a wife. I don't stop running a household. And again, just like I'm still a daughter. I am still a sister. I'm still a friend. I'm still all of the jobs, roles, and functions I carry. And then we had to move out of our house because it was selling and then waiting for our house to be built. So we lived with my parents. But the actual action of moving just totally tipped me over the edge. And so for me, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just have so much going on. But in reality, it was me being like, okay, Drake, this is literally the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, I can't work, work my business, be a mom, be a wife, do all of it solo when you're away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because now that this big life move is happening, it's just amplified about how this is truly not balanced, truly not harmonious. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to have to go to the last episode about balance and harmony. And that was when I was able to have a solid ass cry. And I was able to label it. And then identify that that was the underlying issue. And a big piece of it too is a lot of times we love to sit in the drama. Am I the drama? Yes, I know. It's on TikTok or on Reels or whatever you're watching. We love to bring the drama to an already very drama situation. We love to continue to complain, to whine, to harp on the fact that things are already going terribly wrong. And so when we're already on that slope and that spiral, 
literally let's hang on to our butts because we're going for a ride and we just continue to spiral and add more whining, more venting, more harping of the subject until we create this terrible mess and then we label it overwhelm. Or then it turns into something 10 times worse that it's like super hard that we like feel an emotional hangover for the next three days. Yeah, been there, done that, locking of the arm, locking of the elbow. That's what I meant. But what we actually have to do is bring a solution. Come with a solution, not more problems. Okay, sis, what can we do in this specific situation to alleviate some of this stress, to alleviate some of this overwhelm, to alleviate some of this heaviness, some of this burden? Okay, Drake, well, it would be super, I would really appreciate it. If we tried to schedule more of the move things or the packing things when you're home, so it doesn't feel like I'm doing it all by myself when you're gone. Boop. Being calm. Advocating for myself. Respecting Drake. But asking for help. And obviously, like my last point was actually doing it and asking for help. But then there's like sub A, B, and C that goes with the asking for help. Because I'm going to be honest. There's a couple of us right now who would be like, well, yeah, like, of course I could ask for help. But then like, they're not going to do it the way I want it. Or... Or they're not going to know what to do. Or it's just better if I do it. Or it's it's not going to be the same. That is you continuing to stick to your drama. And continuing your spiral. And continuing to make it about you. But in a harmful way to you. Which is completely backwards. But yes, when you ask for help, let the person know how you need the help. One. Two, let them help you because that's a big part. Because a lot of people be like, I can you help me with this? Ah, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm fine. No. Let them help you. And then number three. They wouldn't have agreed to it if they didn't actually mean it. Because, yeah, that last part is the beat yourself up for asking for help part. Uh Uh-uh. Your girl got it. I see you. You looking around right now. Sylvia, is she talking to me? She's talking to you. Do not beat yourself up for receiving the help. And honey, wash, rinse, repeat. Because... We can't activate what we don't practice. Okr. Okr.
Now, with those steps that I just shared, I wanted to bring up specific environments in which we see these areas. So, for example, mom life. Literally, I had a friend message me. And again, this is a boss, babe. Oh my gosh, excuse me. Friends, I need to take a little sippy sip of water. Okay. So like I said, this friend is a boss, babe. And again, I didn't ask her before I recorded this podcast. So we just gonna have to run with it. But she literally messaged me and she was like, Sylvia, for real, for real, do you get help on certain days so that you can run a toda madre? And I said, a thousand percent, yes, a thousand percent, yes, a thousand percent, yes. And she's like, because literally the past couple of days have felt so overwhelming with everything that I do in a day. And I said, sister, being a mom is a thousand seven. You are a caretaker, the snack bitch, the chef, the therapist, all of the things like behavior management, like all of it. And it is absolutely impossible to then be like, yes, I'm going to go ahead and give my business my all with this full time toddler who needs me. It's crazy. Like, no, literally we can't. And I know that mom guilt likes to set in. I know that mom guilt likes to be like, oh, like, what am I going to do? Or like, I can't, I can't leave her. Like, I can't leave him. And again, I'm using my own example, but I can't leave him. That's crazy. Like, what am I going to do? This is how I think about it. I am able to drop Charlie off with someone that I know and that I trust. And... I am able to give myself 100% and my business 100% of me for that allotted time. And because my brain is prepared with Sylvia, these are the days like you're like on it, helps me prepare and take it more seriously. And the second I pick Charlie up, I am a thousand percent present. I'm not like thinking about a podcast outline. I'm not thinking about this. I'm not thinking about that because in real life, that's where I would have been feeling guilty if I'm literally supposed to be with my kid, but I'm just like, my mind is everywhere. That is where I would feel guilty that I'm never fully a thousand percent thinking about, yes, we are sitting down and playing cars, holler for a dollar. Oh, we're here at the library and you're getting your library card, holler for a dollar because my mind is actually at the fact that I needed to answer a couple of clarity call emails. No, I am able to give a thousand percent to me, to the business. And then when I pick him out, it's a thousand percent to him. Now, there's a part B, of course, it's like, oh, Sylvia, but like not everyone can find help or not everyone, um, th- the world is crazy. Trust me, I know. Did it take me a while to find people? Absolutely. Did I have to build that muscle to trust people? Yes, but guess what? I also do a really good job of interviewing people, going to their homes, checking the place out and ask Sylvia your girl your girl has interviewed some places and have said 
sorry, but I'm not going to be taking my son there. Thank you so much. I'm sure you run a fabulous daycare, but we decided to go another way. Because why you are paying for a service. And if your mind is not going to be able to focus on your business and you're focused on the fact that you saw a rusty nail in their home and they might need a tetanus shot when you pick them up. No, what is that? No, no, you are paying for a service and you are paying for the fact that someone is taking care of your child. And guys, I ask wild questions like, yes, I go look at their house because I obviously want it to be clean. And I pack Charlie his lunch every single time because he will be eating so that like what I serve. So I know what he's eating. Not, I'm not leaving that to chance. And see, you're already probably thinking like, wow, Sylvia's intense. Absolutely. It's my fucking kid. But that's what I'm saying. Don't feel guilt when things haven't happened yet. Or at least try not to. Because again, my mantra of life is don't tell me how to feel. Absolutely. But remember, like I said, try to bring solutions to the drama, not more drama. Okay? So think about it. If it's hard to trust people, absolutely. Figure out what's going to work for you when you interview someone. But actually deciding, hey, this is what I need to stop the o- this type of overwhelm in my life. Beautiful. Okay. How can we make this happen? Boom. Now, that was one example. And, and again, guys, just sorry, this last piece on that one. How amazing will it be to just be the best version of yourself to your business in those couple of hours? And then be the best version of yourself when you pick your kid up. Because you're going to be so energized and being like, wow, I like got to be so creative and do what I love and da 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 and this, that, and the other. And and then you pick up your kid and you're just like, yo, I'm ready to boogie with you. Right? Delish. 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 Okay. Now with work. Okay, this is like a work environment. Um, A lot of times they will tell you, oh, Sylvia, you need to delegate, delegate, delegate. This is a lot of times where, again, we are innately not taught to ask for help. So when people are like, delegate, you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. How am I going to delegate to people my work? No. Well, the thing is, is that Everyone knows how their job works. What's in the job title, their job description, and even the person that you're giving, you're delegating some work to also, they know what they signed up for, what's in their job description, etc. Now, I'm sure that the person who's listening to this podcast is not listening to this podcast episode to be like, oh yeah. I just like completely fuck over the people who are under me. Absolutely. I give them the whole project to do, not just a little bit of it. No. 
I know that the person listening to this this podcast episode has some self-awareness to the point where they feel bad about asking for help because I know deep in my heart they would be giving them a small amount of work to handle or a very minimal amount to handle that would truly be helpful to you. But again, in the space where you feel overwhelmed, where you are swamped at your job, where you are literally at home getting ready in the morning and you're just like, do I even want to sit down at my computer? Do I even want to make the trip to work? Because I am just tired of feeling dead at work because I'm so swamped. And instead, really, again, bringing a solution to the drama and saying, wow, if I were able to delegate some of this to someone, I would be able to show up differently at my job, have a bit more energy and more pep in my step that everyone would benefit from. Absolutely everyone, even the person that you gave that work to, just by you asking and appreciating them, and then even knowing how you move differently because you're like, oh my God, yes, they're willing to help me with this, fantastico. They're even going to notice like, wow, she's like a lot happier now that I like helped her out with this. Now, we don't know what everybody is possibly going through. We don't know what everybody's journey is. But again, it is not your responsibility how someone else behaves, reacts, or feels. But I mean, just like pro tip, like don't be a dick about it when you delegate the work. Which I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this episode, you're not going to be. But when you delegate... Be specific. Make sure it's actually helping you. Don't just delegate to delegate. Truly let them help you. And then again, that last step, don't beat yourself up for it. Because if anything, it is helping you get back to your normal self to like the the space in which you actually enjoy what you do for a living. Okay. Now, at home. Ooh. 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 And this one was a really hard one for me when Drake and I first got married. Um, I really thought that I had to be fucking Mary Poppins. I really thought I had to do everything and just like make it look seamless. I really thought I had to have that down. And I was in for a rude awakening because at the time I had a really, really, really shitty toxic job. And I quickly realized you will not be Mary Poppins. You might be pop in some hands, but definitely not Mary Poppins. 
And so again, this is another space where I truly had to learn how to talk to Drake and truly talk to him where I didn't feel like a failure. Cause every, when I asked for help in the beginning, it made me feel like a failure. It made me feel like, wow, how shameful that you like can't handle this all that you like actually have the audacity to ask for help. Oof. Or thinking that he was just going to be like, dude, no, like you're the wife, you're the girl. You're supposed to take on these specific roles. And then when I actually like talked to him and it was like through tears, because again, your girl loves to cry. He was like, no, I can totally do that. You literally hate your job. Like I don't mind at all. And he even said, he was like, even if you didn't hate your job, like I'm here to help you. Like I, I, I love you. I, I can, you know, I can hold down the fort. It's fine. It's good. But I had to have those conversations in order to like recognize like, oh, this is a safe space to advocate for myself. I can ask for help. And I can also be specific about the solution, like how I want the help. And then let him and then not beat myself up for it. Wow. What a concept. What a concept. But I know that that's so true and taught to so many of us within our homes, like by our moms, like, oh, make sure you're always looking popping. Oh, you just got up. Well, you better beat him to the bathroom so you can like get yourself put together. Oh, you better have a hot meal as soon as he walks through the door, just ready for him to chow down. A did, a debt, a diddly diddly do. Family's expectations holler for a dollar. Yeah. With friends, this is the friend environment. Um, a lot of our friends like to look at us like the yes man or the yes woman. We can't say no because they're the homies. And they do this really fun thing where they tend to peer pressure you. I don't have these types of friends anymore, but I used to. I sure did. And back when Sylvia was like a chronic people pleaser, these people thrived when I felt that way, when I acted that way, when I did that way. And so again, in the friend environment, in the certain family member environment, I'm going to just like put those two together because a lot of times your family member expects you to say yes to everything all the time because it's just expected of you, correct? Because you are the daughter, because you are the oldest, because you are the blank, because you are the responsible one. Whatever it is, whatever the family expectation is, fill in the blank. Right? Ugh, especially when you're the daughter. Yikes, blanks. And so you're considered 
to um, do what they say, as they say, the second they say. And again, guilt, shame, people-pleasing ways, you name it, you, you see it, you like it, I want it, I got it. Like literally what they chant. But again, and this was what I was talking about in the very beginning. We don't know how to say no. And we don't know how to set the boundary. And we also don't know how to ask for help to these people, even though they're our friends and family, the people who are supposed to be closest to us. Because if you're listening to this right now, you are probably the person that gets asked for help the most. And I am virtually cyber hugging you. Amiga, been there. Absolutely. But these are the people that are hardest to set boundaries with. And these are the people who are hardest to say no because of the people pleasing and because of the guilt and the shame that they're so good at throwing back at you. But again, you can't activate a muscle you don't practice. And in the beginning, it might be super freaking hard. But it's something that's so worth it. And it will absolutely change your life. It will absolutely just amplify it by a thousand percent. The second you learn how to set a boundary, how to say no, and how to ask for help in a healthy manner with these people. Setting a boundary is simply you saying, this is my limit. This is where I say, beep, 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 that's enough. I can no longer give you any more. I have nothing else left to give. And that's with you setting that boundary way before you hit zero. You saying no in a respectful way, honoring them, but still not budging. And again, I have this huge thing about no sassy, but mm, different day. And asking for help. Literally modeling to these people that you don't have it all together and that sometimes you need them as much as they need you. But you're allowed to, once again, be specific about how you need the help, about how you're providing that solution to yourself Secondly, let them help you. And then last part, don't beat yourself up for getting that help. And again, wash, rinse, repeat on all of those. Whether it's you saying no, whether it's you setting a boundary, whether it's you delegating, 
any anything I've talked about in this podcast, literally, that is the secret concoction. And granted, shameless plug here, if you want to deep dive into this more, these are the kinds of topics I talk about in Atoda Madre 2.0. My 12-week group coaching program that I'm literally obsessed with and we start August 1st, shameless plug. And I just want to say, I am also, oh no, sorry, it like did a screensaver thing and I was like, did I just lose my broadcast? Um, and I just want to say that I'm doing a special offer for all my podcast listeners. So literally DM me and say, Hey, I listen to your podcast. What's the special offer for Rato La Madre 2.0? I got you. We start August 1st. I'm so excited. But again, these are the kinds of topics that we dissect, navigate, unpack all the things in Atola Madre 2.0. But I feel like this in itself, this podcast, this little, little podcast did some things today. Okay. So. I hope that you took what you needed. And you can really sit and simmer. And begin to activate because you practice. And so, as always, your girl is loving you from behind the screen. And this episode truly is for you to just really amplify your life and live a toda madre from your girl, tu amiga, Sylvia Brands. Y'all are fantastic. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic night. Whatever you're doing, if you just wash the dishes, you did that shit. Love y'all. Bye.